My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Conservative Daily. It is now two days after the election. How are you feeling about everything, Ash? Oh, I I feel... No ways tired? No... I don't feel no ways tired. <laughs> We've come this far and we got to keep going. If you can't fly, okay, I don't want to compare Hillary to Oh, that was a terrible okay. comparison. But guys, I, just remember <laughs> this is how it's supposed to work. Yeah, this means the election is working. The the long the long times counting. The um the fact that we don't have answers in uh, in Maricopa County, which means we don't have answers in the state of Arizona. And so I thought it would be good since we're waiting on Carrie Lake. And, you know, I've been very vocal about the fact that I don't think they're going to allow her to win. I don't think they can. And I want to lay that out for people. What who, why I think that is, because it's not anything to do with Carrie Lake. I, I think she's amazing and I think she'd be a phenomenal governor. But want us to go back in time to a little over a year ago, uh, August of 2021, when the Maricopa audit results were released to the Senate. So on August 25th, I believe it was, the auditors, Cyber Ninjas, and um, I can't think of the Ben Cotton's company name, but the guys that did the Maricopa audit laid out the results. The resounding message that we got from the media was that Biden got 99 more votes and that our elections are amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to go back a little bit back in time. Um, if you could throw up a one and then I'll just say next one as we go through, because I want people to remember where we were a little over you know, a year, about 14 months ago. So these were uh, these screen grabs that we're going to throw up are the results as the America Project was live reporting, I believe on True Social, live reporting the results of the Maricopa audit. And um, do you have those? Yep. Let's throw up A1. These are the key findings. So key finding, 11,326 votes. These voters were not on the voter rolls on November 7th. So they may have been on the voter rolls on November 3rd, but they were purged by November 7th, right? Meaning the, um, I think it was Data Jeff 
out here in Colorado who, who coined the wave chart, where we see with voter registration voter rolls, they inflate them going up to the election, they inflate them, and then right after the election, you see a, a mass culling of the voter rolls in Arizona, according to that audit, 11,326 votes. That's pretty darn close to the margin of error in the 2020 presidential race. Let's go to the next one. Thousands of duplicate ballots without serial numbers in ballot boxes. So this goes back to, is it an audit or is it a recount? This was billed as an audit, right? But if you're if you're counting simply the number of votes and you're not looking at the paper or whether or not those votes have serial numbers or whether they were creased right if it's a mail-in vote that was mailed in and and being counted as a mail-in vote it should have a crease because it needs to be folded in half to fit in the envelope thousands of duplicate ballots without serial numbers were in the ballot box those were counted as legal votes go to the next one Public server was breached, had unauthorized access. This is the public server in Maricopa County during the 2020 election. And again, none of these problems were fixed, right? And who was in charge of elections in 2020? Katie Hobbs, the person who ran this election that we're waiting on right now, and who is on the ballot in this election that we're waiting on right now, Katie Hobbs. So It still breached. blows my mind that there's just, that is, you know, not had more questions raised than it has. Uh, especially right. given how completely you screwed up the entire vote has been. Yeah, absolutely. And and this is just so, you know, I, I, I saw something, I think it was Ben Shapiro. I saw an article out of Daily Wire. Um, I don't know if it was Ben Shapiro that wrote it, but I just assume I just associate Daily Wire with Ben Shapiro. Um, but about how this is, you know, th this is the Daily Wire, right? It's supposed to be alt media, conservative media carrying the message of this this election was a, re, a rebuke on trump a rebuke on stolen electionism right election denialism those of us who don't you know trust the outcomes of uh manipulated elections that this is a rebuke on us time to move on uh that that is going to come at us hard and fast over the next few months because that is the message that they need they th this um i was watching uh Tory says yesterday, who said that this election manipulation in 2022 midterms was not Democrats, it was Republicans. And it's meant to get the America First movement, the Trump Republicans to really rebuke that part of the party and, and, and which is the party, right? I mean, it's MAGA. It's a, what they're saying is that this is a rebuke on MAGA. And we all need to go back to the way things were before Trump because everything was so awesome then. Well, and I find um, that so ridiculous. You know, they're saying he had this massive failure. Meanwhile, what, like his, his, uh, you know, success rate for the candidates he endorsed is like 85, nine, what, what, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. It, it's astronomically high. Like, oh, there's only a handful uh, of the people who, that he endorsed who didn't win. It's like a dozen people out of nearly 200. And right. they're saying that, oh, they're, they're trying to sell this idea to everyone that the Trump, the Trump effect, you know, him anointing these people. Uh, you know, with his endorsement, somehow it just, it doesn't matter anymore. He failed. They're trying to kill the MAGA spirit in the American people and, and move on with, with the same, you know, lie. I think what you said is spot on. We're going to see so many, I'm just going to call them traitors, 
uh, you know, rhinos, derbs, whatever you want to, they're, they're going to be people coming out of the woodwork. And I think it'll, it'll surprise even us who we're well, going to see spinning that. Right. What we're seeing is the establishment. And to think that, you know, the Daily Wire is, you know, alt media is a bit silly because they're they're pretty rhino message uh, most of the time. Certainly the, the the chairman of that company, Ben Shapiro, and some of the other pundits on the channel as well. I will never speak an ill word about Andrew Clavin. I think he's amazing. But um this message is an establishment message and it's meant to squash like you said to squash the the maga idea the idea that we can take our country back from these political families um you know that's that's really what they're trying to squash and they want to go back to the american people being disillusioned and discouraged and uninvolved in their uh self-governance and that's why we're doing this as the first block on this morning, because I, I don't, I don't want to rewrite history. And I certainly don't want people to forget what we've learned over the past two years. So let's put up the next one. Again, these are all major. If you're joining us late, these are all major findings from the Maricopa audit that took place. And we're going to talk about how it was, you know, the most obstructed audit effort we've ever seen. Uh, so a public server was breached. Let's go to the, the next one. 3,981 votes. So that is uh, about 30% of the margin in that rate, a little more than 30% of the margin in that race, were registered to vote, to vote in violation of an Arizona Supreme Court ruling issued prior to the election. So almost 4,000 votes were, were illegally registered. Those votes should not count if the law means anything. But those votes did count. Let's go to the next one. Is there another one? I think there was seven. Yeah, I've got a couple more. Okay. 74,000 more mail-in ballots were received and counted than were mailed out. Let that sink in for a second. They received, go back. They received and counted. Again, the margin of error in that race was a little over 11,000. They received and counted 74,000 mail-in ballots than they actually mailed out. How does that happen? How can that possibly happen? It can happen with making up a margin in the middle of the night. And again, if you don't look at the creasing, if you don't look at the paper, if you don't look at the chain of custody, you miss those things and these fraudulent ballots get counted as they as they did. Well, and this, uh, that one hits harder too, especially you consider, I mean, what Christopher Jersky was, uh, was seen and the things that have come out about these printers. I mean, we're, you already look at, you know, they're supposed to have this, uh, that bleed proof paper. Uh, there, there are all kinds of issues. I mean, we certainly didn't see any, I don't know what, uh, Arizona's contract had now, I guess we'd have to ask, you know, Katie Hobbs, but, uh, they were showing in multiple States markers bleeding right through again, why are they using markers? This is like the, the same history repeating itself. And uh, with the, the ballots coming in more than were actually mailed out, the printers are the ones who, uh, they, they mail all these. They tell the USPS or the Postal Service how many that they mailed. They tell them if they were delivered. I mean, like everything about this just completely contradicts any semblance of, of transparency. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. 
Yeah, and let's look at the next one. Maricopa was supposed to use votes per secure paper that should not bleed through. Ballots show there was bleed through, which would cancel out the ballots, as that's as Apollo was just saying. So numerous issues with that election, multiple times over the error, the margin of error for how that race should have been called. But as we said, I think there's one more finding. Based on system forensics, there's no way the county can certify the election to be safe. No way they should ever have certified the results of that election. And again, none of this has been remedied because this was called a fraud it by the Secretary of State. The subpoenas from the Arizona Senate were obstructed. So back for one of my articles back at the time that the the release the results of the audit were reported. Um, I put together a timeline of the events leading up to the Maricopa audit. And again, we just want everybody to remember as we wait for the results of Carrie Lake and, and Katie Hobbs's race, Katie Hobbs is in charge of that race. Katie Hobbs was in charge of the 2020 election. Katie Hobbs, it has all of these results from this Maricopa audit that showed all of these problems, they were never remedied because they considered it to be an illegitimate audit. It was a very well conducted audit with the sole exception that they obstructed the Senate and didn't deliver what they were supposed to deliver. So let's pull up that timeline and you might, you probably need to zoom in on the parts of it and scroll across. So starting on November 3rd, you can see the, uh, we all remember Fox News called the, uh, the result in Arizona insanely early, right? Um, we, I remember Sandra Smith, that's when she went on my list, uh, when you had people coming out on, I think it was on November 7th, saying there's a lot of issues in Arizona. It can't be called. And Sandra Smith, who was a Fox News anchor at the time, caught on a hot mic saying, what? We called it. What's happening right now? What are they thinking? Because the media calls elections, right? Um, at least... That, that was the narrative back then, right? You can't question it once the media calls it. Now, if the election takes months to conduct, that just means it's working. Lawsuits began right away. You saw they completed their canvas um, slash count 10 days after elections. Uh, on the last day of November, Giuliani presented to the legislators. We always we all remember those those hearings with legislature, legislatures, or at least some of the legislators in uh, Nevada, Arizona, uh, Wisconsin, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania. So that happened in November. On December 15th, the Senate, the Arizona Senate, subpoenaed Maricopa for all election equipment and records. Maricopa sued to fight the subpoenas. And then Maricopa County ordered an audit of their election result from ProVNV and SLI compliance. Those two are the voting system testing labs. These are the same labs that certify the election equipment. And they had the same labs that certified the equipment before all the issues conduct a, an audit. Um, and then, uh, then yeah, there was a, a vote. I, I put all the audit stuff in here. So 23rd, their Maricopa audit conducted uh, by the same people who do the trusted build, who certify the trusted build, the untrusted build that updates the software and wipes all the records, that uh, they found no issues. 
That's very bonus. trusted. Very trusted. Yeah, super trusted. Trustworthy. And then on uh, the 26th, so the Maricopa sued on December 18th to fight the subpoena of election records. They lost that fight in court on the 26th of February. And uh, the, the judge ruled that they needed to provide all the election equipment, all the records. They didn't. Still, to this day, they haven't. Going into March of 2021, you can see that uh, Fan announced, Karen Fan uh, announced that Cyber Ninjas would do the audit. They, uh, they showed from the audit results, we know that there are certain times during this period prior to Maricopa County giving the Senate anything, there are certain times that election records were overwritten. So 330 log files were overwritten uh, on, on the 12th of April. That includes 37,686 election records. Again, they have not provided, Maricopa County has not provided anything to the Senate or to the auditors at this point. They're just deleting records. 22nd, April, Arizona DNC sues to stop the audit. May 5th, uh, Biden DOJ tells Arizona Senate to stop. Uh, that was funny. And a lot of legislators in Arizona found their spines when that happened and said, no, you're not federally coming in and getting into our business. Um, I mean, it took Arizona long citizens, yeah, Arizona citizens were canvassing uh the the senate leader karen fan made them stop same day uh may 7th maricopa violated the subpoena again may 12th karen fan tried to reason with maricopa and get them to you know comply with the subpoena it didn't go well and then you can see let's go over here on to may 20th uh, or sorry, uh, July 14th, if you scroll sideways. Thank you. Um, so on May 20th, Katie Hobbs decertified the election machines, said that because they were touched by the auditors, they could no longer be trusted. Decertified the machines. They voted in Maricopa County to buy more Dominion machines. On July 15th, the day after they voted to buy more Dominion machines, the preliminary audit results were delivered to the Senate. They were very damning. They were later revised, which is important to, to note. But the final revision that was used, the fact that those results were revised, was used from a narrative standpoint to tell everybody that the auditors got it wrong. But the final re re report was much, much worse. It's just some of the numbers were revised. July 26th, the Senate issues another subpoena for the exact same information they wanted from Maricopa County. But because nobody in government ever gets held accountable, of course, they did not have to, or they did, well, they, they should have had to, but they did not present that information ever, ever. If you as a citizen violated a subpoena, would you get to just say, nah, I'm not going to do that? No, it would be rotting. This is ridiculous. They, can, they, they completely ridiculous. go with impunity. And there's more, there's more we're going to talk about after this too, because... This morning, there was uh, something that infuriated the entire team when we were on the call this morning. Um, yeah. But <laughs> keep going. Right. Right. So, so and, and again, we want you to understand this is this obstruction is Maricopa County. Stephen Richer, who's been all over the news, the redheaded guy, uh, ginger guy, telling everybody everything's fine. Right. 
um, and Katie Hobbs. This is the same people that were waiting for their election process here in 2022, same people, massive obstruction, and they never get held accountable. On August 23rd, uh, on August 2nd, so that subpoena was issued on July 26th, August 2nd, they violated that's, they violated yet another subpoena. They still have, as I said, to this day, never supplied all of the equipment and all of the voting records that they were required to supply from the subpoena and by a judge, right? They sued, they lost the lawsuit, they still didn't comply, nothing ever happens to them. August 23rd, audit report was delayed because of COVID. August 26th, uh, Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich threatens to withhold funding from, um, from Maricopa County with regards to the Senate subpoena. They still didn't comply. Nothing ever happens to them. August 30th, uh, Liz Harris and James Knox and the amazing people in Arizona, the people, the people on the ground, the grassroots people, said, yeah, you know, when you told us to stop canvassing, we didn't do that. We actually canvassed and uh, here's our results and their results were damning. That was released on September 9th, those results. September 16th, uh, audit, audit report coming out September 24th. Uh, allegedly on September 17th, they, they reached an agreement and a settlement on getting the routers. They never got the routers. September 22nd, uh, the Maricopa Supervisor of Elections resigned. And then on September 23rd, you'll all remember this, the night before the Senate was gonna see the report and we just went through all those findings, right? All of those findings, 11,000 votes here, 74,000 votes there, absolutely many times over the margin of error. But the night before, the report was linked and Every single media establishment ran with, well, Biden got 99 more votes. This, the Maricopa audit showed that the election was fine. That was the message. It was everywhere. It was resounding. It was the new, Trump said, very fine people, because no matter how much, uh, how many, you know, how many lines of evidence came out in that Senate hearing that happened the next day, nothing was ever reported except for Biden got 99 more votes on unsecured paper, on increased paper, um, via security breaches and public server access breaches, registrations in violation of the law, 74,000 votes that came in that weren't mailed out. All of that was never reported. The only thing that was reported was 99 votes. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. 
Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, But you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, As always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. So, you can pull this down now. So that's that's a, a, a reminder for the audience. And I know it's it's tedious and very specific and, you know, refers to an election that happened two years ago. But we're watching this happen. The reason that I say they can't let Carrie Lake be governor is because investigating that, that timeline of events that we just went through, that's on the ballot. That's Katie Hobbs who's running the election that we're waiting for right now. An investigation of her is on the ballot in Arizona. So it's not surprising at all that we don't see Carrie Lake with the blowout victory that we all thought that she would have, and I would argue probably did have. We see a very tight race. I will be happy to be wrong. I will will absolutely come on the air and say I was wrong. but I, I just don't see how they can do it, Apollo. I don't see how they can allow Carrie Lake to get in there and uh, and Mark Fincham, certainly, right? No, to no, get absolutely in there and investigate. I don't see how they can do it. I wouldn't be surprised. In all seriousness, I don't. Obviously, we don't know the actual results, but from some of the uh, ballot drops that are coming in for Carrie, and keep, keep this in mind, you guys. We and first of all, that was your timeline, right? You made that. I did, and yeah. That, and that's phenomenal work. And that's the kind of stuff we t- she talks about it being tedious. P- work like that, that Ash did, that so many other people have been doing, the work Jeff O'Donnell. And I mean, we've had this massive number of Americans, uh, again, privately, uh, start investigating this and put all these pieces together. And that's why this election is is going differently. And that's why this election is, in some ways, uh, in terms of the public's understanding, much more important than 2020, because now we have a much better idea of the landscape. But you think about this, Carrie Lake would not, it would not surprise me if she actually won this by like, you know, 60%, 70% of the vote. That would not at all surprise me. We don't know. Uh, but I mean, she was giving updates this morning. They still have over half a million ballots that they haven't counted, they're saying. I think she. I think the the number I heard this morning was six hundred twenty-two thousand. <laughs> Why do they have six hundred twenty-two thousand ballots that they haven't counted? We're now two days after the election, and they're not it, hand counting them, right? No. This is this is running ballots through tabulation machines. The whole reason they've sold us these machines and said you have to use them, we have to have them, is because of efficiency. Right. And because human error might be so terrible. I'm sorry. Why? Again, we, we, we talked about um, KJP coming out and saying, you know, this is modern elections in modern elections. That's how this is supposed to work. This is this. But but this process certainly has changed. 2020 changed it. Right. I mean, that's that's what we're looking at is 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 2020 set modern elections. 
That's what KJP is saying. And she's absolutely right because we're watching them make it, you know, it's a slow burn. There's no, absolutely no reason that the entire state of Florida should be able to count their, their election on election night, but one County in Arizona cannot. Mm-hmm. Florida's a, a, a bigger state by population for those who don't know. Uh, so it's, it, it just, it makes no sense. It defies logic, but we're not supposed to use logic anymore. We're just supposed to trust the government. Yep. Trust the government. So I want to play a couple of videos and first of all, let's, uh, let's talk about, uh, the news this morning because they are pushing this narrative that there's no red wave. It didn't happen. Trump failed. It's all, you know, the, the whole narrative is Trump and the MAGA, the MAGA movement, the, the red wave, which is MAGA, by the way, yeah. uh, it, it is the majority. And I'm not going to say all of it because a lot of it is just people are sick and tired of all these Democrat losers of these psychopaths who are destroying everything in this country, who are allowing all this crime to run rampant. You have people in New York who are now hitting up Hochul, uh, you know, who supposedly uh, supposedly won her election. Uh, they're, vaccine they're saying, apostles. What, yeah, vaccine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaccine apostles, Hochul. <laughs> yeah. They're saying, uh, you know, what are you going to do about the crime now? I mean, it's like elf in the room. Uh, same thing in, in Michigan. Nobody likes Whitmer. Nobody likes these people. They elected all of these witches again. But this is what the news said this morning. As you know, the House won the House. Uh, the Senate, they're trying to, to slow roll that. But on the news this morning, MSNBC has uh, up on their ticker that we have 49 in the Senate. So we need two more in order to take the Senate. They called Georgia for the runoff. Uh, they announced Wisconsin, finally. But now they're saying that two states, it's too early to call. Two states. Of course, Arizona being one of them, one of them that Ash just, you know, in great detail went through giving you a little bit of history, which is important to understand given what we're seeing now. And again, so much of this hinges on Maricopa. Uh, you saw Carrie Lake the day of, uh, on election day, they went and voted in a Democratic area and magically, what do you think happened? No issues. No issues with machines. Only Those only happened in Republican areas. What are the odds of that, guys? What are the odds? But you think about this. Carrie Lake, these ballots that they're counting, which, and here's the, here's the funny part, because you know, no one really but the, the people who've been watching this on the ground, and Carrie Lake is, has been calling it out. Uh, all of these, like these mail-in ballots, these early ballots, if they're early, why, why is it taking so long? You know, just the fact that the early voting... Uh, which, you know, I'll get to Michigan uh, in a couple minutes because they just enshrined Prop 2. They Prop 2 passed in Michigan, which now gives them a few weeks to do all this early early voting. One of the arguments for this is that it's supposed to alleviate stress and they can find errors quicker. Uh, I mean, the, the whole narrative makes no sense looking at what's happening in Arizona. Uh, well, and if, if I could just say one thing about yeah. Michigan and New York. In Michigan and New York, those are the two states where the investigation of what happened in nursing homes yep. with COVID will be uh, very devastating to the incumbents in, in those offices, right? I mean, Hochul came in after that, after uh, Cuomo, <laughs> nipple ring Cuomo exited stage left, but um, he, they, she, you know, she pushed vaccines just as much and she's pushed a very radical agenda uh, in his 
way terribly, terribly unpopular. And we heard reports of on election night, right? You had people going out in the streets in New York City. Who voted for her? Did you vote for her? <laughs> Who the hell voted for this woman? Nobody Ra- should have voted for her. Raise your hand if you voted for her. And that is what we have to remember is if you believe in the uniparty and it's gonna it, it would take an act of god for me not to believe in the uniparty at this time because i you know i didn't get wrapped up in the democrat versus republican fight of elections mostly because i'm not a republican right i'm i, I left the republican party after the tea party because they did the exact same thing that they're doing now right they 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 ran away from the populist part of the party and embraced the establishment and really used the power of the establishment in collaboration with democrats to crush opposition inside of the republican party that's the story of the tea party movement of the 2010 uh, early 20 teens and they're doing the same thing now right we're seeing it happen again now and when you when you understand that and you understand that the establishment is a uniparty that is in this to keep their power and to keep themselves from being held accountable for what they've done, then it's really easy to see these plays, right? You zoom out and you can see what they're doing. Hochul and Whitmer both have to obstruct the investigation into what happened during COVID because they committed genocide. Yep. And that, that's exactly uh, that's exactly one of the points that people are really upset because in Michigan, a lot of people cannot stand Whitmer because they killed their family members. They killed yeah. people that they loved in nursing homes. They locked them down. They were they watched them die on video calls. They were I mean, because I know we were one of those families. My grandparents were included in that. Um, and you know, you're sitting there looking at them through the glass. I mean, we had to, and they have dementia. Uh, my my grandmother has very bad dementia. My grandfather has Alzheimer's. We were, I flew home one time and we're, we're outside the building walking around to find their window just to be able to say hi to them uh, on Mother's Day. Um, and I mean, yeah. that, that was all over Michigan. People do not like this. This is one of the states where you had all, all this massive 100%, over 100% turnout uh, voting in nursing homes, including in facilities uh, where the memory you care. Know, yeah, including memory yeah. care facilities where the people are completely incapable of any of this. Uh, but anyways, I want to get to that. Well, and even if that even if you didn't have a family member wrapped up in that, remember, Wetmer is the one who told people what they were allowed to buy in stores. And seeds. seeds. They yeah. Seeds. They, they had the seeds locked away, and they were not allowed to buy seeds, vegetable seeds. Just the gardening That's the supplies. Level of tyranny that Gretchen Whit- Whitmer put on her population, and we're supposed to believe that she won again, but also that her race was closer than Carrie Lake's race. It should none about nothing. Nothing about this makes sense. No, um, and actually, maybe I'll go to that next. But, but again have the house the senate is within we need two more and then magically uh this morning they're still saying after all this nonsense which we clearly know is complete complete bo- completely bogus uh we have two states that they refuse to call that would give us the senate and therefore the entire congress if anyone thinks that that is because they tell you they literally tell you if you read between the lines here in this thing that they put up they're giving away exactly why everything is being delayed yeah, uh, Lorenz says we, we weren't able to buy American flags because they were mm-hmm. non-essential items. 
They literally had yeah. the, the garden in Michigan because my family lives in Michigan. The store is open, but the gardening supplies, that whole section, yeah. seeds, mulch, soil, that's off limits. Non-essential, right? As they've shut down everything. Uh, it, it, completely disgusting. Because we have not properly litigated 2020, we will never have free and fair elections again. We have to go back to 2020. Everybody says it's not about 2020. It's about protecting future elections. Well, well done. You didn't, right? You didn't protect future elections because you allowed them to get away with 2020, just like these governors have been allowed to get away with the crimes they committed during COVID. They're going to do it again because they got away with it because nobody held them accountable. This is the time that we have to hold them accountable. Yep. Um, so now I want to, there's two, uh, I played one of them, I believe it was yesterday. Um, one of the Project Video, Project Veritas videos where they were actually in a polling location and they had someone on camera advising people to vote all Democrat. Don't vote for the Republicans. Oh, I wouldn't vote for them. Uh, vote for the legal weed people. The, yeah, the, the Republicans are the Trump people. Uh, that's what I would do. I mean, and it's 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 ridiculous to watch. It's electioneering. And it is, and then they they it's go the and law. speak to the. But the laws uh, don't mean anything. No, they don't mean anything for them. Uh, they speak to the supervisor, and he says, "Thank you so much for bringing this to to our attention and for being here. Uh, I'm not going to do anything about it today, but we'll be in touch. We'll work out a solution and go through the steps together because he's in on it because he's a piece of trash, and they know exactly what they're doing." Uh, but there's two other ones. This one was from Election Day. This was on November 8th. Uh, so I'm going to play this first one. It's about a minute and a half, and there's one more, uh, which is funnier to me. Uh, so check this out. I'm going to talk to someone that works at the Board of Elections. I'm going to let them know these keys are here. They're obviously some sort of elections keys. Uh, basically, I came around the block, and I realized that there's a set of keys on top of this ballot box. I realized that uh, this is the closest station here. You work for the Philadelphia Board of Elections? Yes, I do. Do these fit this box? I wouldn't know. I haven't touched them. I wouldn't know. Is this... Do these keys have to open that box, or what's... Let me tell you. Is there, can we check? We're not going to try? I was told not to engage. Not told not to engage. I'm not in charge of knowing. <laughs> that is the best quote ever. I'm not in charge of knowing. <laughs> hey, you smoked that cigarette, buddy. I'm not in charge of knowing things. <laughs> We're lucky to have found those. We're lucky to have alerted those to bring them to the right attention that need to see it. And um, <sighs> hope that we can get a comment tomorrow morning. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not hopeful that they got a comment, but who knows? Uh, I'll, I'll be. I'm not I'll in be checking. Of knowing about that. Yeah, I was told not to. Do you, do you want to <laughs> see? Do you want to see if maybe those keys opened this particular ballot box upon which they were left? I was told not to engage. <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right. Is there a better statement that sums up our government bureaucracy than, sorry, I'm not in charge of knowing? 
<laughs> yeah, right? Talk about a moment for lesser magistrates. Oh, greater oh magistrates. Gosh. Greatest mag- magistrates. I think it's time for the greatest magistrates to, to take the take point. So here's uh, one more. This one's great. Uh, so this guy, <laughs> they ha- they find uh, they present this man with undercover video of him admitting to uh, pretending to do something, and then they confront him. Uh, so pay attention to this. Hey, Mr. Skimmer, how you doing? All right. I'm James O'Keefe with Project Veritas, and there's a videotape <laughs> of you here. Um, saying uh, that you're pretending to be a Republican. I'm just going to play this. I wanted to work and change the system from within side and had to be a Republican. No, I didn't say I was pretending. I said I am a Republican that votes Democrat. Right. I'm trying to change the system from within. How do you want to change the system from within? Uh, I would like to see uh, better conditions for working class people. I like to see better conditions for us voting class people. They're changing the lines where I have voters that come in, that used to come here. Now they are frustrated because they have to walk all the way over to JH145 on Thousand Avenue when they used to vote here. Party lines are- All right, so let me pause real quick. So first of all, working class, voting class, it sounds similar to some terminology I hear by a particular group of Individuals who ascribe to ideologies reminiscent of communism. Maybe, maybe I'm reading into that. Uh, am I, I off like base there? Yeah, the, uh, I didn't say I was pretending. I said <laughs> I was a Republican that votes Democrat. What? Uh, also, <laughs> what he says about oh well, people are upset because they have to vote over here. He's not in charge charge of knowing. Uh, but I, 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 I people are upset because we have to walk. We have to we have to go vote over here. We used to vote right here where we live. Yeah, COVID did that. Yeah, that's since COVID because they went from yeah. all of the you could, schools. Uh, you know, they they had all these locations open, churches. You know, the thing that the thing that they shut down immediately. Uh, instead of they didn't they they left the liquor stores. Maybe we should have polling locations and liquor stores now. Uh, but they <laughs> they shut down the churches. They shut down the schools, and so it pushed all of the voting into these large polling centers, which. Is much more, you know, it, 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 you have much more opportunity for issues to occur. You have all these people coming to one place, TCF Center being one of the most disastrous in Michigan, uh, where again, there have, you know, in Michigan, they have all kinds of ballots coming in way after the legal deadline in this election. But COVID did that. So, you know, you're the, the person who just got elected in, in New York, uh, yeah, allegedly, allegedly that, was, that was her. And, and the people who, who went along with all these lockdowns. Same thing in Michigan. The reason that you have these large polling locations and people no longer vote right near their house at churches and at schools and other, other locations like that is because of COVID. And it hasn't changed. So, sorry. I mean, I, I don't know uh, if you're a Republican who votes Democrat. I'd love to know what you think about that. And remember, we do have an excellent sponsor of the show, and that is Air Medicare Network. So today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medicare Network. And if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or do uh, you know dangerous things like some of us like to do that may require some emergency medical attention, we all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency. Uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. But with Air Medicare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you, but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. 
Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost, and it's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and promo code is daily. Go check them out. But they're being close on us poor people. The people in, in Manhattan don't have this problem. Okay, so me personally, that's what I think. That's just my opinion. Now, this is a bipartisan panel. It's designed to be Republicans, Democrats. Why not just be honest and, and say that you Wait, are a Democrat? I'm not a Democrat. I'm a Republican. You're a Republican? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, but you vote Democrat? Yes. Okay. Let me explain this to you. When you go into a privacy booth, call privacy for a reason, mm-hmm. you write down who you want to vote for. How did you get this job? Uh, I volunteered for it. Can I play the rest of this tape for you? Just. I went to work and changed the system. I'm only Republican because of this child. What do you mean? <laughs> no! Oh. <laughs> Got him! Because of this now, job. no. Yeah, because of this job. The Democrats had it all sewn up where I could not work in the polls. So what was I supposed to do? <laughs> Stand by. <laughs> what do you think I should do? Right. Okay. okay. Be honest. RC, what do you think? Do you want to say a few, ask a few questions? Thank you. That was an ambush. That wasn't a surprise. Wow. Right. That was an ambush. He said a lot of things I thought he should not have said to these people. What did he just said? He said things he shouldn't have said. We're here. Yeah, he shouldn't have admitted to the crimes. Public School 146 and poll watchers confirming that Skinner, quote, said some things that he shouldn't have said, reporting from South Bronx, New York. This is James O'Keefe, Project Caritas. So one thing that he mentioned that I want to touch on, and I I mentioned that I saw... um, that I saw uh, Tori's show yesterday, and it was all about privacy. And he said, when you go into the voting booth and you vote, it's private for a reason. In digital elections, it's not. It's not private. There's a barcode or a QR code on that that can tell you it's not identifiable to you. You can decide whether or not to believe that, but all of your voting information, just like all of your social media information, just like all of your banking information, just like all of your online cloud information, anything you store in the cloud, it's all data harvesting and data mining. Um, really phenomenal show she put out yesterday on the issue of privacy and people should go watch that. If you haven't yet watched her documentary, enjoy the show, do it because it exposes exactly what we're seeing with media, with um, technology companies and how they are infiltrating and controlling, not the, you know, I'm gonna, can I go on a tangent real quick? Sure. All right, so we talk a lot about media, right? And we talk about um, government. And just real One quick, actually, we- before you do, I just wanna call out SATCOM. Uh, thank you for the for the rumble rant. Uh, there's not enough evil, blissful ignorance and masochism to elect Whitler, uh, and I agree. Um, I'll, I'll put up uh, what happened in Whitmer's race. Uh, after after you finish half, but machines and ballot harvesting in Detroit and Arbor stole it. The rest of the state is red. It's about votes versus ballots. Uh, so yeah, well, well said, and thank you for the rant. Thank you for the rant. We gotta get um a bell like Alpha Warrior has, right? When somebody gives us a rumble rant, we can ring the bell, or maybe it's not a bell. We need something. I made a hammer. 
<laughs> a hammer bang. You need to bang the gavel when we get a rumble rant. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm going to start calling them out. Be like, SATCOM. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I need a, I need a gong or something. <laughs> but go ahead. Awesome. Thank you, SATCOM, uh, so much for that. So we talk a lot about media and how... Uh, you know, they're, they're shaping our reality. We talk a lot about government and how they're shaping our reality. Um, and we've talked about the World Economic Forum, right? And the agenda that's being driven, the Great Reset, the New World Order that they're driving. But one thing that we don't, I think, talk enough about is, is the corporate side of this. Now, obviously, corporation media is corporations, right? But I'm talking about every aspect of our lives. They set an agenda at the World Economic Forum right? Um, we're going to get to net zero emissions. We're going to do emotional, social, social governance. We're going to do these things. The people that fund Davos, the, the annual event for the World Economic Forum, where they all fly in on their private jets, millions and millions of dollars to sponsorship to sponsor that event. It is the professional services firms. It's the, the audit tax and consulting firms that then take that agenda, the emotional, social governance, the or environmental social, it should be emotional because they're all driven by their emotions, but the environmental social governance, the uh, net zero emissions, all of this stuff, it, it's then the premier thought leadership of all of these firms that all of these business leaders read their premier thought leadership and use it. They use that advice to shape their business strategy. Those business strategies, the, 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 the messaging in them then gets rolled into their service offerings. They're consulting service offerings, and then they sell those service offerings into projects in every industry, in every sector, every company. And those projects flow down through every function and every capability in a company. Every aspect of our lives is shaped by the World Economic Forum's agenda. So we can say, oh, that's just, you know, crazy people like Klaus Schwab and and uh, Harari that, you know, have these grandiose ideas. No, they're telling you exactly what they're going to do, and they're already doing it. They're, they're already doing it. Concerned one says, remember, they've privatized our governments. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that the law and the Constitution says that they can't do, they work with their corporate partners, and they do it in a private way. This, this global corporate communism that we've been, I've certainly been talking about um, for two years now, and, and I'm a bit exhausted, but it's getting worse. And um, it's it, this is the reality. So it's not just about looking at the government and it's not just about looking at the media. Who's gonna be you know brave enough to speak up against the ESG things that they're pushing inside of their company when it means their livelihoods? Not many people, because it's so pervasive. It infects every single aspect of our lives. And um, I, I just keep going back to, we have to get hyper-local. We have to reclaim our communities. We have to choose independent business over doing, doing business with, with large corporations, whether that's banking or financial services, whether that is retail and manufacturing, whether we've got to choose America first, we've got to choose small business owners, we've got to get back very, very hyper locally into our communities and reclaim our communities and build outward from that. That's my solution. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's a behavioral thing because, you know, a lot of this, the uh, especially you look at the, the 
the uh, World Economic Forum and all this stuff, a lot of these policies, just understand all of this is, it's, it's all for us. This media show, this Hollywood th- style uh, politic that we see, same as J6 committee, same as the elections, all of this stuff, it is all meant for us and it's meant to put little seeds up here and then you know start to adjust pressures here on the ground and it it causes us to modify our behavior by fear by coercion or just by causing us to be so apathetic that we tune out and just roll on with the uh you know with the direction of the wind that day uh and it, so it really it is going to take some some serious uh thought and some some self-awareness uh but we, we need to we need to rally that strength and be willing and able and have the perseverance to, to just stay on track and stay focused and stop giving in uh, to these pressures. Because it's the reason that everyone has stayed so silent. It's the reason that I believe uh, the elections have been stolen. And it's the reason I don't trust any of these polls and uh, yeah. all the things that they're doing. You look and we've we known that the numbers are, are garbage. But people, people uh, don't, don't buy all this. They just don't speak out. They don't, they don't take the step to actually put themselves on the hill uh, or take some arrows because they want you to be afraid. That, that was the whole push behind J6. It's been the COVID narrative, all of it. It's been the demonization well, of MAGA, MAGA and all that stuff. Yeah, and I think this election in particular, and I know we don't have all the data, we don't even have all the results, right? But I, I do think that there's, there's, there's a lot of credence to... Um, the, the idea that they use this election to demoralize and discourage MAGA and the America First movement. They really want to plug everybody back into the matrix. They really want us to go back to our lives, to go back to our jobs, to stop focusing on them and keep fighting amongst each other about crap that doesn't matter. That's what they want us to do. Because us being involved in our self-governance, us showing up to their school board meetings, to their county commissioner meetings, showing up to the legislator, writing state legislatures, uh, legislative sessions, writing letters, uh, getting, you know, getting, getting involved and telling them what, what we want. They don't like it. I think for a lot of it, it's, you know, kind of like they, they feel like they're swatting the gnats away, but this election shows us more than anything that the establishment is firmly fixed in place. We see, um, you know, historically in the midterms, the president's party loses. That's a historical trend. But certainly during a time of runaway gas prices, runaway inflation, food cut, the dollar store is a dollar twenty-five, right? They're calling this the, the they called this on Monday the or Tuesday the night of the the incumbent. It defies logic. It defies logic that 68% of the, the community, according to the New York Times, 68% of American voters say government corruption is their biggest concern, but then voted to keep all the incumbents. It defies logic. It defies reality. They want you not to think about logic and reality. We saw that CNN clip where they said, stay off social media. Don't think for yourself. Trust your local officials and trust us here at CNN. That's, that's where they want to get us back to, is considering them the media, the government, the corporations, considering them as reliable sources. That's where they want us to go. They've lost it. They've lost the plot. They've lost the public trust. They have zero credibility and they should have zero political capital. We'll see what happens uh, to the Republican Party 
And Trump says that he's making a big announcement next week. A lot of people are speculating he's announcing a run for president. I hope he announces a third party because then we might actually be able to see some real data of people that are signing up that's not controlled. We, get, we can see what the population of people who are out, or who are done, who are finished with the two-party system, we can see what that actually looks like. Yeah, personally, I hope that's what his announcement is too. Uh, since you brought that up, I want to replay that, that clip uh, of them saying to stay off social media. And then I want to bring up uh, Michigan and a couple other states from, uh, from Jeff's site, the data that we have, uh, just to show you the, in, the incredulous results uh, and, and uh, the, a couple other pieces of news, one here in Colorado. We're keeping an eye on that one. That's good. But you see, that's our first votes, and that's the wonder of democracy, whether you're a Democrat or Republican. And I wanted to point that out to be a little bit of the crank in the room following Brianna there. Stay off social media, people, if you're trying to figure out, if you're trying to figure out, are there really issues with votings? Trust your local officials. Trust us here. Trust a news source that you know and trust, to be honest about this. They're doing their jobs and they're doing it right. So what was Brianna just talking about? Uh, she was talking about Cobb County, Georgia. That is how, how disgraceful at this. I mean, it, it's just it's it, it's funny in a in a not funny kind of way. Uh, but let's well, talk about again, Michigan. Go over, go over onto Rumble and watch, enjoy the show because it explains it. Our media companies are run by the government. They are run by the not not the government, not the the legislators, right? They're run by the the administrative state, the which is which is essentially the intelligence community, and they've been infiltrating media for a very very long time. When that guy stands up there and says, "Trust us here at CNN," he's really saying, "Trust the government." Don't yep. don't don't listen to anybody outside of this chamber of of reliability and trust. Just keep trusting us because we're super super trustworthy. Yep. Um, so now, uh, I won't get to that one yet. So I want to talk about Michigan real quick because again, we we already discussed uh, some of the reasons why it's completely ridiculous that uh, the people of Michigan would have elected Governor Whitmer. Uh, being from Michigan and. Just as uh, many many probably know who have been following this for for the last two years, uh, Michigan is not a deep blue state, like not at all. It, you know, swing state, but they want they want everyone to believe that Michigan is super liberal. They have a couple areas, uh, Ann Arbor being one of them. Some of these college towns. Uh, I mean, Wayne County was you know one of the the counties where they were having ballots come in ninety seven percent for Joe Biden in twenty twenty. Are you kidding me? I mean, that just betrays all logic. You have the governor who murdered people in nursing homes, the people who, while she's being caught on social media, you can't go on your boat unless it's a boat that doesn't have a motor. Uh, but I'm on my boat. You can't go out of town, can't leave your house. Oh, I'm at uh, my lake house. Uh, complete Why liar. Why a boat without a motor? Like, is it made it, no is sense. It, I don't it know. Too fast. Wouldn't the, it spreads theory, the COVID through the were- motor. But right, if in theory, if you were going whoosh through the air faster, wouldn't COVID have less of a time to stick on you than if you were rowing? That COVID could just come right up on you because you're going so slow. I think it depends how many masks you're wearing, uh, and of course, whether uh, assumably, four. presumably, minimum of four. Minimum four <laughs> presumably, if you're not uh, on your boat past, uh, you know, past 10 p.m., then you were you were fine, anyways. Uh, if we're going, if we're using restaurant logic, if you're sitting on the boat, because sitting on the boat, you should be fine. But if you stand up on the boat, that's, that's how it works point. in restaurants. So maybe you know, maybe I should look back and they see if that legislation. Maybe if they had a, <laughs> I, I don't know, there might have been fine print that said if you're on a boat, 
before 10 p.m. and you're sitting down and you have four masks, then you can use a motor. I'm not really sure. Uh, but nobody likes this woman. Nobody likes this woman. This is blue. She, she's Blue Cross Blue Shield money. Uh, Michigan's elections have been a nonsense, a complete farce. You have the Secretary of State. Uh, you've got Nestle Benson. They elected all the witches, which everybody hates. Who, again, the the amount of pressure they would have in terms of investigations, given all the investigations that have already been conducted, all the cyber. Uh, experts who have come and testified in Michigan, the analysis that's been done in Michigan, the video they have from the TCF Center. I mean, that was one of the hotspots. That's another place where I really don't think they could afford it. And being less high profile because of the uh, because of optics versus Arizona, I had I, I was quite sure that they were not going to let uh, Tudor Dixon win. I was uh, very upset that she conceded. But here during the during the night, you see at. This is, what, about 12.30 Eastern time. Uh, you start to see, maybe I can zoom in on this a little bit. You start to see that Tudor Dixon starts to match up right around here. Right yeah. Let me zoom way in here. It's a, it was a little bit, there's been, the time has been scrunched, so it's not as easy to see. But right around here, Tudor Dixon started to get right up on Gretchen Whitmer. And then what happens there? You see this giant jump, this huge injection of ballots that in that instance is like, you know, what, two to one, three to one, four to one uh, for Whitmer. And then all of a sudden she has a big lead. Yep, that's democracy working. That's the elections working. This is how it's supposed to work. Uh, And then, of course, the the program ratios continue. Everything's perfectly in, in sync. And then again at about two, I don't know what is that two thirty in the morning, uh, Whitmer gets another giant batch of ballots, and then everything continues as normal. Algorithms are fun. Well, uh, the algorithm is so obvious, right? You can see that the the batches pretty much match, uh, starting at like go, go to three fifty in the morning, and you can see all those little jumps, all those little shifts in in the the ballot they're 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 all pretty pretty darn close people as draza says it's pretty amazing to get people to line up like that (laughs) that's it for part one of this episode of conservative daily podcast part two is coming up next and you don't want to miss it thanks for listening god bless america